This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. I'm Java Chapman and for Kevin Farrell, along with Dr. Nancy Lotridge Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Tab, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also hosts a certificate in investment performance measurement from the CFA Institute. Now, today we're going to be talking about traveling, saving money while traveling. Will you be traveling during this summer of the coronavirus? Whether you're traveling around the town, uh, the state, or the country. We've got some tips to discuss that will help you stretch your dollars. Also, we have some news and updates about what to do if you haven't received your coronavirus stimulus check yet. And as always, we want to take your personal finance questions. Um, hello, Nancy and Ryder. How are you guys doing this morning? Good morning, Java. Good morning, Java. All right. Now, we're halfway done with June. And, uh, Nancy, how are the financial markets uh, this month? Well, we've been talking for a while about how markets are responding to news from one day to the next. Sometimes in the middle of the day, they change directions. But today, it's all about the retail numbers. They were very good. They were released this morning. And our retail sales increased in May 17.7%. That's an excellent number almost twice what we expected it to be. We knew there was going to be pent-up demand, but bear in mind, we're still down overall about 8% since January. And I guess that might have been um, as expected as some things start to uh, be relaxed with the guidelines and things, um, stores opening back up, you know, after with the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think the markets ha- are responding very well to that, um, partly as Nancy said, because the sales came in above what folks expected them to be. Um, what I've found interesting is kind of the, the different areas where sales have really increased. Um, a big increase, the biggest increase was, you know, percentage wise was in, in clothing. And we had talked about that before, how that was just absolutely decimated. Nobody was buying clothes. You know, you weren't going to work. You didn't need a fresh outfit. Um, you weren't leaving the house. So you didn't need any of that. Uh, so, but clothing sales are still very far down from where they were this time last year. Uh, but that was one of the biggest increases. Also amusing to me is just thinking about people have been sitting in their houses and they've been looking around and they've been thinking about what they want to change about their house. And so furniture sales and home furnishings and things like that are up, uh, have almost doubled from last year and have almost actually recovered to kind of where they would have been this time last year. So a lot of pent up demand uh, there, but also just, you know, kind of sign of the times. People want to be want to freshen up their home because they realize they're going to be spending a lot of time there. Now, some things that haven't really changed. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nancy. I was going to say, um, again, we've got pent-up demand. Um, We knew it was going to be good. We're thinking maybe for a couple of months, and bear in mind that we've been sitting at home and we've had a lot of federal support, stimulus payments, extended unemployment. So we had money in our pockets, and the concern is when that runs out and in a couple of months when all of this eases, what's it going to look like then? 
Now, just yesterday, um, the governor at his press conference talked about the Mississippi Department of Employment Security uh, having a number of fraudulent filings uh, for unemployment claims. And uh, some people even uh, filing for unemployment or receiving unemployment benefits. Um, and they have been there, offered their jobs back or were actually even working. So, um, Ryder, what, what are, what's the news about the jobs in the state or I guess the job market? Um, so we, we talked about jobs nationally uh, a lot last week, and one thing, you know, uh, people are getting back to work, and also, and, and part of that is there was a lot of money from the PPP loans. Uh, there were some changes in how you can use the PPP loans, like what time periods you could use those for. So those are helping get people back to work, but uh, as mentioned, you know the unemployment uh, the be- extra benefit on the unemployment coming off is you know that's affecting folks decisions you know if you were previously you know making uh, a comparable amount uh, being unemployed as you were in the office or at your workplace then you're looking ahead to the next couple of weeks you're looking to that uh, going away you're you're looking at it, you, you know, your workplace looks like it might be safe again, you get your guidance in place. And so that's going to lead people back into the workforce. Now, understand that the extended unemployment, the extra 600 a week on top of what the state of Mississippi was paying, will end July 31st. And there are talks right now about what's going to happen after that. We don't think they're going to keep going with 600, but we're hearing about different amounts, maybe an extra 250 to 350 a week instead of 600, or even some type of hiring bonus as we try to motivate people to go back those jobs. Now, also a couple um, couple days ago, um, ended up, I mean, you know, the governor is having so many press conferences, like you said, Nancy. The the, the news changes day to day. Uh, but there was the announcement about the back to business uh, Mississippi uh, small business grant that is out there uh, because of the CARES Act. So, for all my small business owners, I want them to know that you can visit back to business ms and. Uh, submit your application. There are some rules and guidelines that have to be followed, but um, I think that will be a big help because we know that a lot of our businesses here in Mississippi are small businesses. And we're hearing of people who are getting those grants. And remember, that is a grant, meaning if you qualify and you meet the criteria, you don't have to pay that money back. Yeah, that's the great thing about a grant. Um, we are talking with Nancy Lodridge Anderson and Ryder Taft this morning on Money Talks. As always, we want to um, help you out with your personal finance questions. Uh, we do have a call on the line, but before we get to Daryl in Memphis, let's talk about the coronavirus stimulus check, uh, the economic impact payments. Are they still going out? Because I believe some people, I guess, have not received them. Yes, they are. And... Uh, <laughs> I know we have gotten call, we've even gotten calls on this show. I think even last week, people were talking about oh, they either just received theirs or they're still looking for theirs. Uh, there's a lot of and, and also there were so many issues with you know if you've changed your bank, um, if you've moved, you know there are all sorts of different things which are holding those payments up for some folks. I think the bulk, uh, the absolute vast majority of the money has gone out. Um, folks are either saving or spending it at this point. Uh, 
But for, you know, special cases, for folks who had a, a kind of big change to whether their situation, and bear in mind, they were going off of, um, off of 2018 information. Uh, so this was not necessarily new information for everybody. You know, we've heard of folks who, you know, they've you know, moved out of your parents' house, uh, folks who have had a divorce, uh, lots of cases of folks who have died and either still receiving uh, a check or not. Uh, so yes, those are still going out and there's a, they, they've put out a lot of good information about you know, if you haven't received it yet, you know, make sure you, how to check on it. Or uh, if if you're you know you accidentally threw it away, you know, how can you get a replacement? Um, the the MetaBank, which is sending out those debit cards, does have customer service where they can issue replacements, uh, things like that. Now that was one of the things that I didn't know about because uh, I guess fortunately uh, my family, my household, uh, we were in the first round of the uh, economic impact payments. But they are sending out those debit cards, prepaid Visa uh-huh. prepaid debit cards. So if you get um, if you have not received your stimulus uh, check and you are looking for it, it may come in the form of a prepaid debit card, and it's not one of those freak fake credit cards that you always get in the mail when somebody's trying to you know sign you up for some credit (laughs) right that was a that was a big concern because you know we've kind of learned to avoid all of those credit card offers and now this might look kind of like one and if you need some more information about um, receiving your stimulus check and you didn't uh, receive it yet, you can always uh, visit our website, mpbonline.org. We're going to post a podcast and we're going to have some links up uh, with that information. But let's go to the phones. We have Daryl from Memphis on the line. Uh, good morning, Daryl. How are you doing today? I know he wanted to. Uh, I think he was talking about futures. Was, I think he was asking Java about futures. Okay. Well, so, features, uh, just what it, it says, that it's, you're looking into the future, and um, I always get up in the morning and check what the futures are doing that morning, which gives me some idea about what investors are thinking will happen on the market that day. Now, we're going through a really volatile time. So yesterday morning, the futures were down about 3% because we were hearing news about the virus starting to explode again in different places. During the day, the market turned a different direction because then we got news about the Federal Reserve buying corporate bonds. So the futures are just an indication of what investors are thinking. We think about some uh, wisdom or knowledge coming from the group, and that usually gives us some direction about what's going to happen during the day, but it doesn't always pan out. Okay, well, I hope that... One important thing about the futures is the stock market is open from, you know, in central time zone from 8.30 to 3 every day, Um, you know, Monday through Friday, some holidays. Futures uh, can trade all night long. Uh, So, you know, there are there are entities and there are people who you know are only able to you know do their trading in the, at night there's news that comes out after the market closes and all of that gets incorporated into the futures and so as Nancy said you know you can check it you know you can see overnight where folks think the stock market is going to go the next day 
Yeah, that's interesting because in the I can you know only go from my knowledge, but like in the movies, you always see the hotshot stockbroker. It's late at night and he's uh, at the computer and talking about something that's happening in Tokyo and when the people wake up in New York mm-hmm. <laughs> with the trading and things like that. So it always seems kind of interesting. I hope that helped you out, Daryl. But we're gonna go ahead and go to our first break for the hour. We're um, talking with Dr. Nancy Lotridge Anderson and Ryder Taft. We're taking your personal finance questions. Also, we're going to be talking about traveling. Um, are you going to be doing some traveling during this great summer of the coronavirus? we got some tips coming up about staying in hotels, if you're going to be doing that, or as I will be doing with my family this summer, a great staycation. How to turn that backyard into the destination that you kind of want to go to, but you just can't go to. <laughs> we'll be back with more Money Talks after the break. Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Listening to Money Talks, our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past Money Talk broadcasts with Kevin Farrell, the host. <laughs> you can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android on demand. I'm Java Chapman here with Dr. Nancy, Nancy Lotridge Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Tab, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. We're going to go ahead and go to the Oh, we're going to Liz in the booth. <laughs> Ryder, uh, no, Java, Ryder, we had Daryl who had asked about the futures that we kind of uh, lost his call there. He wondered if there was a, a book or a website or something on futures that you thought you could recommend. If you, if you know that off the top of your head now, or maybe you could share that later in the show. Yeah, so I, I can get a book maybe later in the show, but one thing I do have is a really huge word of caution because a lot of the information you see about futures is um, really terrible. Uh, notably, futures are attractive to folks who kind of view the stock market as a big, fun gambling casino because they are highly leveraged. You don't have to have a lot of money to make very, very large bets with futures. And so that kind of attracts a certain type of person who just says, you know, is being giving you bad or fraudulent information in some way. However, some of the better kind of more level-headed advice I've read 
can come from a larger, more reputable broker who can assist you with uh, futures trades. So I use Charles Schwab a lot. I think they are very good for retail brokers. They have a lot of good information. So they can kind of show you the ins and outs of how they work, uh, what all futures are can be can be purchased or traded on what all you know indices they can be traded on and how you go about doing that you know what happens when they go up what happens when they go down how much does that cost you uh, so Charles Schwab I know has good information about futures but mostly beware of anything that sounds like it's promising you uh, more than than you should be getting from investing uh, anything that's promising you uh, guaranteeing you a return or telling you how easy that is uh, that that is likely uh, wrong information. This is and money. understand that a future is a derivative security. It derives its value from an underlying thing, um, and these are contracts. And uh, they first started to be traded on commodities. So you would have um, futures in oil. That's a very popular one. Uh, but all kinds of commodities as you're trying to lock in prices. And now we have futures on stock indexes. And so that's what we look at as investors. What I look at in the morning is what's happening on the stock futures. But you can have futures on all kinds of things. This is Money Talks right here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman with Dr. Nancy Lotrich-Anderson and Ryder Taft. Uh, let's go to our phone lines, and we have Lois from Quitman on the line. Uh, good morning, Lois. Good morning. Uh, what's your question today? Are we going to get another stimulus check? I hope so. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Uh, we are not hearing about anything. Uh, we are keeping our ears to the ground on this. But the biggest conversation seems to be around what to do about these extended unemployment payments um, and how to get people back to work. It, it may pop up as part of the no negotiations, and if it does, we will certainly let you know. But at this point, it looks like that was a one-off deal. Well, thank you, Lois, for that uh, for that question. And uh, I myself, um, along with a number of other people, will be checking on that. You always hear, uh, I think I heard something this morning about uh, a bill that's, you know, working its way and it's nowhere near being, uh, you know, becoming law. Uh, but there's always some kind of rumblings about a second stimulus check. But like you said, Nancy, as of now, that is not um, in our future. You can always uh, call your congresspeople and ask them about that and encourage them to vote for that. I think if you know you look back at that first stimulus check, we had a situation where it was it was very clear, it was abundantly clear that we were going to have millions of people without jobs, and we desperately needed to get money to them. And it still took Congress a long time yes. to debate about that. Um, so just the odds of that happening again. You know, when people just don't think it's as serious this time uh, and in general, they, they feel like they've done enough. Uh, as always, call your Congress people. But uh, it, like Nancy said, it's not looking that likely. Well, we appreciate you calling. And understand that the um, job to say in the unemployment report that we got last week showing um, an increase of people going back to work, the numbers we got this morning about retail, that also tamps down this discussion about additional stimulus. 
Now, with uh, the retail numbers, I guess, uh, ticking up and people getting back to work, that does include um, restaurants and hotels. Um, so we're going to have some traveling tips uh, in just a little bit. But I want to okay. ask uh, Nancy and Ryder, um, are, do you guys have any plans for traveling this summer? Well, no. Probably will. Um, that was a quick. That was a if quick. If I do, no, it's right? going to be in my car. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Well, we didn't want to leave a message. Is not oh, available. Should we, should we leave a message? The mailbox is full and can. I don't know if we, we want to leave. Who are we leaving a message for? <laughs> um, so I, I do not have any travel plans this summer, Java. I I did have some. I uh, had some. <laughs> some 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 airplane travel, but I, I am not in any mood to get on an airplane right now. And that's, uh, probably not for a good little while. So that's the big thing. That, uh, and Java, um, we're kind of no. We're, go ahead, we're Nancy. sad for Ryder because he was planning his uh, a big honeymoon trip, and it got nixed. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. one, one of our things that uh, I guess if I can't get too personal, did you guys have? Did you have insurance? Your travel insurance. Um, well, it was a situation where when I bought the tickets, then they uh, I bought them through Delta, and it was during the time when they were making it very clear that any 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 purchases could be totally refunded, uh, you know, during a certain amount of time, basically for the whole of 2020. So not really out anything, you know. I hadn't made any other reservations, so. So it was not a big deal. It was just a, a you know a sad day when I had to delete that off the work calendar and say that I was going to be in the office <laughs> uh, instead. Um, but as far as traveling, and Nancy mentioned, uh, you know, traveling by car. Obviously, you know, there's plenty of things you can do safely. You know, driving places and be careful. Um, one thing, you know, we haven't seen, but just to kind of tie it into the retail numbers we were talking about earlier is uh, while spending at gas stations is up, and if you've been out, you've probably seen gas prices have started to creep back up. There is more demand for gasoline now, and that's been really good for oil prices. It's still not, um, for all of the activity that I see around town, it is still not nearly as high as as it was, say, this time last year. So uh, we might see a big surge. Uh, you know, go ahead and fill up your gas tank now before the before the prices get much higher. Now that is one thing I noticed that the gra- the gas has um you know just keeps ticking 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 back up to I guess what you would call normal pricing around the um, the summer months. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to be uh, over the river and through the woods in the cars um, uh, this year. I don't imagine a lot of uh, airfare travel, but that travel insurance is um, one of our tips that we had down because um, it comes in various forms. Like uh, if you're hurt or sick while traveling. If you had to cancel uh, due to inclement weather or um, cancel because of work, your luggage gets lost. So that's something to always keep in mind, especially now with this pandemic and uh, a lot of things are in flux. We're talking travel tips today. Also, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, libations. (laughs) So that's coming up next. This is Money Talks right here on MPB Think Radio. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is Money Talks, MPB Thinks Radio's personal finance broadcast. I'm Java Chapman in for Kevin Farrell, along with Dr. Nancy Lotridge Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager and New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the certificate investment performance from the CFA Institute. We're talking about travel tips today. If you are going to be traveling during this great summer of the coronavirus, and we were talking about doing a lot of traveling in cars, so we will have a link on our website about the availability of rest stops for each state. They are somehow becoming a destination (laughs) now as everybody is uh, in the cars and not on the airplanes. Um, Also, so you want to take these tips about traveling in your car straight from AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10 a.m. right here on MPB Think Radio. You want to check the tire pressure of your car. You want to drive slower, use the right oil to increase mile usage. Watch your luggage. The heavier the car, the more fuel it will use and pack inside your car, not on top. All those tips will help you save money and for more um, car Tips, advice, autocorrect, 10 a.m. on Thursday mornings. Uh, Liz has a question from a caller that could not stay on the line. Yeah, Ryder and Nancy, um, Kathy couldn't stay on the line, and she was calling for a friend. Uh, She knows a lot of people who haven't gotten uh, economic impact payment checks because they haven't filed their taxes or they owe back taxes um, and so they haven't filed and she wondered what she could tell them um, if you do you have to have filed uh, to get the stimulus uh, if you do you have to have paid the back taxes do you have to be right with the IRS before they send you a check do you know uh, no, everyone now, is. Oh, go ahead, Nancy. Well, um, the uh, what you get is based on first the 2018 return. If you had not filed for 2019 yet, because we had a delay to July 15th on that deadline. Um, but for some people, they're still having problems because maybe they had a problem in 2018. We are expecting some of those folks may not get square until maybe sometime next year, Uh, but they still need to be working that system, calling the IRS, going through their app to see do they qualify and where it stands. Yeah, and I will say everyone uh, is entitled to that, you know, to the stimulus check if you do make under, I believe it was the $75,000 threshold. Uh, so even having, even owing back taxes, that is was not supposed to be a factor. I don't know if that guidance has changed any. Of course, if you haven't been filing your taxes, then you're probably one of the last people on the list just because they may not have your information. 
Uh, I know there was also a lot of good information about folks who are receiving Social Security and not paying tax, you know, didn't, you know, weren't required to file taxes. They were going to receive it, uh, you know, just depending on how they received their Social Security. But as far as those people who hadn't been filing taxes at all, um, maybe hadn't required to, you know, again, the IRS does have plenty of uh, information about how to update your information with them, how to give them your information. And uh, again, last I checked, the owing back taxes uh, should not be an issue because it is, um, I'm not quite sure how they're technically considering it, but that was not going to be a factor. You still do owe your taxes, though. Oh, yeah. You don't want the tax man to come after you because the tax man cometh. (laughs) As I um, go through some of these tips, the hotels are open and are using um, strict guidelines to stay safe and sanitized. And I think one of the things that get lost with all of the big websites that you can use to um, book your hotels for your travels, um, don't forget to call them directly. And you call them directly, they often have um, uh, fees and um, prices that they can't advertise, but it's often cheaper than the ones that are on the big websites. Nancy Ryder, when you go, do you use the big websites or do you call the hotels directly? I do a combination of both. The big yeah, websites often have, you know, they can kind of point you in the direction of a good deal. Um, but, you know, sometimes, especially if it's a place that I, I've been before and I you know, just like the hotel or have known it to be a pretty affordable hotel, I might just uh, book that directly. But calling, even even if you have booked, you know, calling and, and getting more information from the hotel, because they often don't, if you book through a large website, they, you know, they don't necessarily have your information to give you everything that you're going to need uh, for, you know, things you need to know about arrival and things like that. And uh, Java, a lot of people are opting for RVs now. And because of their concern about staying in hotels, they want to be self-contained. Um, and so how do you do that if you don't own one? Um, well, people are renting out their RVs. One site I heard about is um, Outdoorsy.com. And just like Airbnb, you can connect with a person who owns an RV directly because, you know, so much of the time they sit there not being used. And uh, you can then find an RV without putting out that huge amount of money and first try it out, see if you like it. But it's a way for those people who are nervous about stopping along the way with rest stops and hotels. You got it all in one place. <laughs> yeah, the RV is a um, is, is a nice option. Um, I know, um, I think even Liz um, and her family took an RV um, across a couple states uh, a couple years ago, and she always talks about how it was a pleasant experience um, to have everything all in, in one place. Now, another tip that some people may not want to use, but it is a helpful one, stay over a Sunday if you do uh, stay in the hotels um, you receive the Friday Saturday night bookings um, uh, for you know the fun weekend trips but the Monday through Friday bookings are for business travelers but 
traveling over or staying over that Sunday and then traveling on that Monday or Tuesday, I've often found is easier than trying to do everything over the weekend. Um, uh, Nancy, is this something that you've seen, you know, traveling even for business or for pleasure that during the week it's just so much easier? Well, typically so, but it's not typical times, Java. And you mentioned business travelers. Well, we're not seeing as many business. And I think that's the reason maybe your best choice if you want to book a hotel is to call the hotel directly because their occupancy rates are much lower and you have some leverage. You know, you're you're finding out whether they have vacant rooms that they're really anxious to rent them out. And even the folks who are a little nervous about staying in hotels in the midst of this, I tell them, you know, look for a good chain that you feel comfortable, that you know that they're doing all the right things to make sure people are kept safe. But you've, you've got some, uh, I think, good deals out there by calling directly. Now, Nancy, like you said, during this pandemic, um, a lot of people may not be traveling. Um but we have some staycation options coming up after the break because I know as with my family if we're not going across town we're not going anywhere so make sure you stay tuned and join us for more money saving travel tips after the break this is Money Talks right here on MPB Think Radio Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Please, you found our show, Money Talks. I'm Java Chapman, along with Dr. Nancy Lottridge Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Tab, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We have some more money-saving travel tips during this summer of the coronavirus. And before the break, I mentioned my family's plans uh, for a staycation. And, I mean, that, like I said, if we're not going across town, my, most of my family lives here in town. Um, we're not going anywhere. And one of the things that we do like to do uh, around our neighborhood is take a right, uh, take, a <laughs> take a walk or ride our bikes. That's just one of the ways that we are uh, um, making our way through this summertime. Also, you can visit a state park or and walk their trails on the Creature Comforts. We have been talking about how some of the businesses have been closed, but nature has always been open for business, and just walking outside can be good for your mental health and um, becoming an amateur bird watcher. All you need is a pair of binoculars or uh, some 20-20 vision, which I don't have if I don't have my glasses. <laughs> do you have, uh, Ryder, do you have any uh, staycation tips or something that you've been doing at home that um, I guess has been helping you cope through the pandemic? Yeah, I, I think just to kind of build on those two things, you know, taking a walk in your neighborhood or, you know, take a walk in somebody else's neighborhood, you know, travel, you know, go visit different areas of your city, uh, you know, and or, you know, the next town over, you know, what have you. 
Um, one thing that's always very good, I do love visiting our state parks. One thing to note, I know their, their recreation areas are, they were closed, uh, you know, for the pandemic. However, they are starting to reopen. So make sure if you are going to a state park, make sure you're aware of what they're, how much is open there, what all you can do. I'm a big fan of, uh, taking, taking a picnic, making a whole day of it. Um, and there's just all sorts of different adventures you can have just treat it like it's something else don't you know don't walk around your neighborhood thinking oh i'm just taking my walk around the neighborhood act like you're new there uh, it opens up a whole new world when you treat it like it's something different how about you nancy and job well i would say i i feel I have to feel for the parents, but I also feel for kids who um, all of these days are just bleeding into the next and their camps that they usually would go to in the summer are gone. Vacation Bible school is gone. So what do you do? Um, I think you do need to be deliberate. I love the idea of getting outside, but I think you need to plan for it and make it an organized activity and and plan so that everybody is looking forward to this is what we're going to do today and maybe even with the different children in the family getting them to come up with an activity and that it's all focused on what they like to do that day Uh, but outside is a great place to go when you're in the midst of this all right well let's go back to the phone lines we have uh someone from the capital city from jackson we have miss betty on the line uh good morning betty thank you for joining our show Yes, I will call them about the stimulus. I received Social Security disability, and I know I'm not eligible for it, but people that receive Social Security and SSI, they can receive the stimulus if they will carry on someone's taxes. And I want to know why that the people that, you know, they receive disability cannot receive stimulus. Now, is that is that actually... Is that- oh. I don't think that's true. Now, um, I, Betty did mention something about maybe being on someone else's taxes. Yes. So if you're a dependent on someone else's taxes, that may disqualify you because it's based on your tax filing and your income. 75000 for a single person is where it starts to um, then disappear. For a couple, it's 150000 But you're going to run into a problem if you're dependent on somebody else's taxes. Yes, I am. I'm dependent on someone else's taxes. Yeah, I think so, that's the reason you have not yeah. received that. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, Ryder, you were going to add something? I was just going to say they uh, child dependence. Uh, if you have children, you you know there is an allocation for you in the stimulus. However, for adult dependents, there is there's there's nothing for adult dependents. And I know there was there was a lot of discussion around that, but as far as I I know, uh, there is no no stimulus for that. All right. And um, as I said earlier, when we post up this podcast, uh, we will have some links uh, for some more information about the stimulus check, um, who's eligible and who is not eligible, especially for those who are uh, waiting around for their stimulus check, which will which may come after bring this up again, which may come in the form of a prepaid debit card. So if you get something in the mail and it, you know, 
it looks like a debit card. Just open it up just to see if it's your stimulus and not one of those uh, fake credit cards that ends up in the trash. Now, this is the, um, the summer of coronavirus, and I know in my uh, world, a lot of concerts and festivals uh, have been canceled. This is always a good time to go out and see live music, but that doesn't seem to be in our future. But musicians and other artists have turned to uh, live streaming things uh, with uh, social media, Instagram Live, Facebook Live. Um, Ryder, have you been uh, taking part in some of those? Have you been uh, watching some of the musicians and artists going live during this time? Yes, I've seen some, and also uh, comedy shows are, are funny. Uh, there's uh, people are doing very creative things uh, with you know, when they're not able to do gigs. And for some folks, for some folks who do have kind of a good audience, that's been it's been very good for them because it's a lot easier to to get people to tune in, you know, from around the country than it is to get them to show up, you know, at a small gig. So that's been interesting. And and again, you know, that's a way you can tie that in with other things that you're doing um so you know say you you know get your special takeout you know evening and you know just treat treating that as all part of that staycation that we were just talking about yeah, you got to have your entertainment. So, um, one of my dinner and a show. One of my favorite restaurants uh, just opened back up. They have been closed all uh, pandemic long, but they finally opened back up. Kefirs. So, get you some kefirs and uh, some good, great uh, Mediterranean food, and uh, and find your favorite uh, live stream. I know Facebook Live even made it where artists can start charging um, to give it, I guess, a little bit more exclusive feel um, and a way for them to be able to uh, make some money because uh, as a lot of people have been you know affected economically by the coronavirus it hit artists and people who are kind of who do the gigs you know from night to night Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday workers uh, have been hit kind of hard Nancy have you um, um, had like a favorite live stream or something that you've seen virtually um, during this time we have, and um, there's one site, I don't remember what it is, uh, and we have a particular artist that um, she's just a individual that we have followed and we really like her music, but we became a sponsor for a small amount of money, and that's what she was asking is for sponsorships during this, and we love live music and we love uh, these smaller independent artists, and so we were happy to do that uh, and be able then to listen to her music live. So that was a, a fun thing to do. It's not quite the same, though, Java. I really yeah. <laughs> do miss my live music. Yeah, it's nothing quite like the live experience, you know, getting into those, especially the that, the big concerts. That's one thing. But when you get into like the smaller spaces and those intimate settings and you can, you know, look at the artist kind of up close and personal. It's nothing. It's nothing quite the uh, same as that. I mean, the virtual is fine and it's fun. Um, but I do want to mention that for if you are a MPB Foundation member, uh, especially our sustaining members, um, Passport, you have the uh, access 
uh, to Passport, which has some great musical performances. Um, you can restand on mpbonline.org, and uh, you can go back and watch some great concerts and great shows um, because you support MPB. And I do have to plug this, that this Friday we're going to have our one-day MPB fun drive. So for everyone who wants to support MPB Think Radio, make sure you tune in this Friday as we will be having our MPB fun drive. Now, before we get out of here, um, I know... Ryder, you had a big uh, <laughs> some. This I, I really feel kind of bad a little bit for you because that honeymoon that's that's something, and um, you you could, you didn't control you know how it ended. Um, and Nancy, you said that you weren't really going on any uh, trips unless they were in the car. Um, so I, I lost my thought. I'm <laughs> Well, it, yeah, that's a big thing for me. I love traveling, and that is where I spend. A, that's that is that is where I uh, contribute a lot to uh, this American economy is uh, spending on travel. So that that is something for me. Oh, well, I, I know what I want to say is if you do get out to travel, make sure that you um, support your your local restaurants because they have been a big, big, big uh, factor, especially the ones who have been keeping up with the takeout orders and working on uh, minimum capacity, which in some instances have not been as profitable um, as working on full capacity. But they have been, I guess they've been doing a service to us, uh, keeping us keeping us fed and 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 working well, um, Nancy and Ryder. I always like filling in and talking with you um, on these uh, Tuesday mornings. So uh, hopefully we can do it again uh, real real soon. Nice chatting with you. Thanks, Java. All right, Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio and is funded in part by the generous financial support of our listeners. To hear today's show or previous shows, visit MoneyTalks.mpbonline.org or listen to our podcast search for money talks today's show was produced by liz gill and for nancy lotridge anderson and writer taff i'm java chapman and join us every tuesday at 9 a.m for money talks right here on mpb think radio this is an mpb think radio podcast 